I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are now officially 43 days away from the midterm elections. Of course, the battle for the control of Congress is going to be close. A new poll from the Washington Post and ABC News shows that 46 percent of voters support Democrats, 47 percent support Republicans. But where do the voters stand on the big issues of the day? How will that influence their vote? And will we, as we talked about in the last segment, get back to divided government? Uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Scott Clement, who is uh, over the polling for the Washington Post. Uh, Scott, thanks for jumping on with us. Absolutely. Glad to join. Uh, your piece today uh, in the Washington Post, along with some of your colleagues, uh, talked about voters being divided uh, on a lot of those core issues. Uh, give us the breakdown. What are some of the things that are animating the Republicans? What's animating the Democrats? And how's that all going to mix together? Sure. You really see a different picture depending on what issue you look at. You know, on the um, you know issues where uh, registered voters really tend to trust Republicans more than Democrats, crime stands out. Uh, Republicans have a, a 22 percentage point trust advantage on that. So 56% say they trust Republicans, 34% trust Democrats on that issue. You see similarly large divide, uh, uh, advantages for Republicans on inflation. And they also have a 17 point advantage on the economy. Economy, of course, is the issue voters say is most important in their vote. On the other end of the spectrum, uh, Democrats have their biggest advantage on handling climate change. They lead by 53 to 32 on that issue. And on abortion, uh, they lead by 17 points on that question. Abortion ranks second in voters' uh, priority list. Uh, And one of the things that jumped out to me from uh, your polling in your piece today in the Washington Post was uh, we've been talking a lot about this idea of divided government and what that could mean, how that could actually be a benefit to President Biden as it was to a Bill Clinton uh, and uh, looking at that, uh, your polling showed that by 51 to 40 percent, independent voters are saying divided government's probably uh, probably not a bad choice. Right. That's a, a sort of related question to the overall level of congressional support, which is whether people want to see Congress controlled by Republicans to act as a check on Biden or controlled by Democrats to support Biden's agenda. You mentioned political independence, and they're always a group uh, that is of great focus. They're, of course, a mix of all types of people, some that lean Democrat and Republican. But one thing that's striking about independence in our poll is that by two to one, they disapprove of the job 
uh, Joe Biden is doing as president. That is not a close margin by any stretch. And yet Republicans have just a slight lead among independent registered voters. I think it's 49 to 42, seven-point edge. So there's a lot of other considerations going on for independent voters. They're not entirely satisfied with either party, as is often common. And um, they're, they're a little bit of a wild card in how they're going to behave. They're pulled between some different impulses. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so interesting. And uh, one of the other things you, you pointed out, uh, you go into the, the gender gap a little bit and then also uh, into minority communities, non-white voters. Uh, give us a breakdown there. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if you start with just, you know, white voters, they look very similar in their vote preferences to four years ago. A slight majority favor Republicans, and of course, white majority white voters are a majority of the electorate, so that gives Republicans a strong base. Um, Democrats supported among non-white voters, though, is weaker than 2018 in our poll. 58% overall of non-white voters favor Democrats. That's down from 69% in our final post-ABC poll in 2018. Um, you know, you, you see some of this uh, mix, particularly among Latino voters uh, who are split in their approval of Joe Biden. Um, but it is, it is a big question uh, whether these uh, whether whether voters in these groups you know, will will back Democrats in similar similar margins in the past. Uh, we saw signs in 2020 of higher Hispanic support for Donald Trump. And that's a big question, not only nationally, but also in some key Senate races. Uh, looking to Nevada, uh, Nevada in particular. Yeah, I think it's a, a really interesting one, and that has to be a, a concern for Democrats. Uh, an eleven-point drop in that support uh, from twenty eighteen, I think, is is significant. You've even heard some grumbling amongst the Democrats, uh, people like Beto O'Rourke, uh, Governor of California, coming out criticizing the White House in terms of their outreach, uh, particularly to Latino Hispanic voters. Uh, anything else you're seeing in terms of some of those nuances in terms of who's connecting, who's not connecting with some of those critical voters? Well, I think it's it's really it's really difficult to say other than that it's 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 complex. Um, there's, you know, clearly some dissatisfaction with Biden across a various parts of uh, uh, the Latino and black voters. Um for different reasons, too. So we have a big poll we did uh, focusing on black Americans earlier this year. It showed that there was dissatisfaction with the amount of change that's happened since two years ago, since George Floyd's murder. And yet there's strong disapproval of Republicans among black voters. So find, you know, wh- whether that leads people to show up and vote in key contests is always uh, an open question. And Democrats really, really do need it uh, because uh, particularly black women voters, as uh, some of my colleagues have reported, some of the core constituencies of the party. Um, and Latino voters, uh, you know, it really just differs on the situation and the place. I mean, in Florida, the, the situation is very different than in Texas or in other places. So uh, it really is a sort of state-by-state thing. It's hard to say something definitively nationally about it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think it is interesting uh, to look at how that 
continues to to play out there a little bit in terms of some of those issues as you get closer and closer to the the state and the the district level. Uh, I think in those House races will be really interesting. Uh, there's a lot been said about uh, where President Biden is. Obviously, his numbers have been down, bumped up a little bit, uh, rolling into Labor Day. Uh, what's the current status in terms of the president helping, hurting uh, neutral on some of those uh, key Democratic races? Well, overall, he's a negative. So his job approval rating is at 39 percent in our poll with 53 percent disapproving. That's roughly similar uh, to the disapproval margin that Donald Trump had in 2018. Of course, he was quite a drag on Republican tickets that year. Um, if you look at the biggest issue, the economy, uh, disapproval for Biden rises to 57 percent. So on the net, he, he seems to be a negative. Past elections have shown it's difficult for the uh, president's party to outrun them. And by that, I mean to perform much better than them. You are seeing signs that they are, that Democrats are doing that. And you can see just on the overall congressional support, Democrats are getting 46% support compared to around 40% approval for Biden among voters. So they are outperforming Biden. It's just how far you can pull at that tether and really get away. They need to pull as much as they can, especially in some of these states where Biden is not popular. Uh, great insight, uh, great perspective. Scott Clement uh, from the Washington Post, uh, he is over there polling. He's a polling director at the Washington Post. And uh, there's so many fascinating things to look at under those numbers. And uh, we'll continue to do that 43 days to go. Uh, but appreciate you weighing in today, Scott. Certainly. Thanks for having me. Really interesting. Uh, so many things to look at in the numbers. And again, the more the numbers get close to home, the, the more you can start to get a sense of what it really means. And I think we're headed towards divided government. I think that's what the American people are saying. Checks and balances are a good thing. Uh, don't just uh, run wild on your own agenda. Uh, we got to make sure we have space for some common ground and to elevate the conversation just a little bit. So we'll continue to watch all those things 43 days to go. Of course, there'll be lots of twists and turns, ebbs and flows, uh, lots of momentum, a lot of brick walls to be run into, and we'll keep track of all of it as we march our way towards November the 8th. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.